In today's show, Bitcoin price hit $17,000 on US PPI as trader warns of final capitulation. That's right. There is plenty of uncertainty about the future remaining for the price of Bitcoin amid fresh signs that US inflation is slowing. Also in today's show, FTX bankruptcy filing speculates over 1 million creditors. That's right. It was revealed there may be a million creditors rather than the 100,000 initially estimated. Also in today's show, FTX hackers still draining exchange wallets. Analyst calls it on-chain spoofing. That's right. The FTX hacker managed to steal $477 million out of the $650 million moved on-chain November 11th and currently holds $62 million in total assets. Also in today's show, crypto Twitter is unhappy with the Bankman-Fried puff piece published by the New York Times mainstream media. In fact, they use the word fraud, Enron, crime, illiquid, stolen, hidden, criminal, and backdoor zero times. Insane to say the least. Also in today's show, Edward Snowden says he feels the itch to scale back into $16,500 Bitcoin. In fact, he recently tweeted this Bitcoin chart. There's still a lot of trouble ahead, but for the first time in a while, I'm starting to feel the itch to scale back in. Let's freaking go. Also in today's show, trader who called the 20 18 Bitcoin crash unveils the ultimate Bitcoin bottom and predicts that most traders will be caught off guard. That's right. Tone Vase says Bitcoin is very likely already established the bear market bottom when it printed a fresh 2022 low of 15,500. And he also goes on to share that Bitcoin can explode by 450% reaching a $96,000 Bitcoin price. And I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more. In today's show, hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's Crypto News Alerts. I want to welcome everyone just tuning in to today's live show of Crypto News Alerts. Today is November 15, 2022, podcast episode number 1104. And let's dive right into today's crypto market watch as we have a lot to cover. Check it out. You can see the entire crypto market pumping back in the green. Bitcoin up 3% for the day, hanging around at around 17,000 at the time of this recording. We got Ether up 3%, maintaining above 1,200. XRP is the top gainer within the top 10, trading up 15% for the day, trading just above 39 cents with some positive news coming. Also, we have Binance Coin, Solana, Polkadot, Avalanche, and as you can see, all the major cryptos currently pumping and checking out Coin Market cap.com the market cap's currently sitting at 848 billion with 66 billion in volume and the bitcoin dominance is 38.2 percent with the ether dominance at 18.2 percent and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours we have stacks leading the pack up 13 percent trading above 26 cents followed by xrp up 15 percent trading above 39 cents followed by lido dow up 10 percent trading at a dollar 21 followed by synthetics and quant and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week we got twt which is the trust wallet which is up a whopping 81 percent and really not much else in the green. We got GMX up 16%, and the majority of the top cryptos obviously bleeding and in the red, with some as down as 90%, such as FTT, the native token of FTX. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index shows we're currently rated to 22. In Extreme Fear, yesterday was a 24, last week a 31, and last month a 24 in Extreme Fear. So there you have it. Welcome once again to everyone just tuning in to today's live show, and go Bitcoin Bulls. 
where my long-term hodlers at. Make some noise in the live chat. Let's dive right into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts of what's happening. Bitcoin spiked to 17,000 this morning at the Wall Street Open as fresh U.S. economic data continued to show inflation cooling. And right here, you're looking at the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and Trading View showed Bitcoin coming in closer to multi-day highs. Volatility had returned an hour before the open as the U.S. producer price index, known as PPI, came in below expectations. Core PPI was unchanged month on month with PPI overall up 0.2% versus the 0.4% forecast. And year-on-year PPI was 8% versus the 8.3% forecast. Now, the data already in stark contrast, the last month's PPI followed on from October's CPI readout last week. This also showing that the price increases in the U.S. were slowing and a sustainably good sign for crypto along with risk assets. Lower numbers theoretically increase the likelihood of an earlier pivot and hawkish economic policy from the Fed as quoting Mikhail Vendepop, good CPI and good PPI. And others were more suspicious of the results in light of such aggressive quantitative tightening measures. Quoting venture founder here, the PPI is the inflation number Fed uses to make decisions as he shares. And he also says markets rally on the news. Inflation may have peaked, but I think the most alarming part is after the record quantitative tightening for almost a year, the PPI is still at 8%. So there you have it. And stocks naturally appreciated the latest economic changes with the S&P 500 and NASDAQ index up 1.7 and 2.4% respectively at the open. The already precarious US dollar index known as the DXY. Meanwhile, felt the pressure briefly drop on below 105 to its lowest level since mid-August, which you can see in this chart. Now let's discuss the bullish divergences meet the final capitulation risks. For Bitcoin, optimism was still hard to find in analytic circles. Nonetheless, for trader and analyst Seth, a fresh bullish divergence on the weekly chart was something to feel confident about. Quoting him here, bears took credit for the FTX black swan. Not many knew the second largest exchange was going bankrupt. And bleaker news came from fellow analyst Matthew Highland, whose previous warning of a bearish chart cross came true. Quoting him here, the previous two crosses resulted in negative 46% and negative 57% moves. After the cross was confirmed, he reiterated about the three-day charts moving average convergence divergence indicator better known as the MACD and quoting crypto capo he says they're still eyeing a deeper macro low and added that the final capitulation is likely let me know if you agree or disagree with this analysis regarding the uh, inflation uh, data and that we can have a final capitulation or do you feel that that final capitulation is already here and that the bottom is in at 15,600 holla your boy and let me know in the comments right down below when that being shared now let's break down our next breaking story of the day which is the fdx debacle so much is unfolding go grab your popcorn because it gets even wilder day by day and it seems like this here's my conclusion ftx was a money laundering operation for the higher ups and the democrats and it couldn't be any more obvious but anyways nonetheless let's dive right in and discuss there are over a million creditors involved with this ftx debacle insane to say the least the ftx liquidation crisis turned bankruptcy saga continues as a recent filing reveals additional info on bankman Fried's leadership and the exchanges final days on november 14th a new document was filed in a u.s federal court in delaware where ftx u.s is based it revealed that the exchange may have more than 1 million creditors in these chapter 11 cases talk about contagion 
oh my God, this comes after Bankman Freed's voluntary Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing on November 11th, which initially set forth 100,000 creditors. These speculated 1 million creditors are said to belong to more than 100 different companies. The document also highlights Bankman Freed's resignation on November 11th and reiterates that the company is now operating with restructuring executive Johnny J. Ray III as its CEO. Now, FTX's new leadership petitioned to consolidate its claims into a single list consisting of 50 individuals and organizations due to overlap the number of creditors involved. Quoting them here, the uh, debtors anticipate overlap among the various debtors creditors list and certain debtors may have fewer than 20 significant unsecured creditors. The company also asked permission from the courts to file electronic electronically by email rather than post. And the latest document also touched on Bankman Freed's final days as the CEO at the exchange. It said in the lead up to the events of November 11th, questions arose about Bankman Freed's leadership and the handlings of FTX's complex array of assets and businesses under his direction. As events surrounding FTX unraveled, rumors began to surface regarding the former CEO's status and whereabouts. And currently, it is understood he is under supervision in the Bahamas and potentially looking to flee to Dubai. Now, the filing also highlighted the interests of global regulators as FTX was one of the world's largest exchanges. That's right. There's a substantial interest in these events amongst regulatory authorities around the world. And following the industry rattling events, many regulators spoke out in need of tighter, more defined crypto regulations, such as Maxine Waters, the chairman of the U.S. House of Representatives Financial Services Committee. She warned of major consequences for those using unregulated crypto companies. Now, regulators Regulators in California and New York City also said they would be looking into collapse of the exchange. And outside of the U.S., federal entities in both the Bahamas and Turkey are investigating the situation. Now, I also like to point out something which is very interesting. The fact that, I mean, this situation obviously can get a lot worse dragging the entire crypto market down with it. A lot of people never expected the second largest crypto exchange in the world to go under, especially considering it had the backing of Gary Gensler. It was regulated by the SEC, but that's why these higher-ups are so corrupt. I mean, we knew this all along, but how more corrupt can Gary Gensler get? His connections with the MIT to the woman, Ellison, who was the CEO of the company, it gets extremely interesting. There was a, a thread I read on Twitter, which was about a thread 50 tweets long, and it broke down all the inside of what's going on and all the higher-ups involved. In fact, there are such high-ups involved that many analysts refuse to even repeat their names because they don't want to disappear and be suicided. That's how crazy this thing gets. Yeah. Feel me. But anyways, let me know if you feel Bankman Freed will likely serve any jail time or you think he'll just get a slap on the wrist and be protected considering who his family is and how much money they have uh, donated to the Democratic Party and all the institutions, including the SEC, involved in the fraud. Fraud. And let me know your thoughts in the comments uh, down below. With that being shared, now let's discuss what's going on as FTX exchange uh, customer funds continue to be hacked. Who is this infamous hacker? Let's discuss it, shall we? The FTX hacker that drained over $450 million worth of assets just moments after the Doom Crypto Exchange filed for bankruptcy on November 11th continues to drain assets from the exchange four days after the hack. 
was first flagged. Crypto analytic firm Certic in a tweet noted the hacker wallet still draining crypto assets from the wallets associated with the FTX and FTX US exchange. The FTX hacker wallet currently holds $62 million worth of the assets. Who in the world is it? Since November 12th, the hacker wallet has received and swapped 3.2 billion meme tokens and sent 2.8 billion of these tokens to popular addresses. These meme tokens mostly comprise the profanity tokens such as FTX sucks, FTX, CRO next, and more. Now, a crypto analyst who goes by the name uh, Zach XBT claimed that the recent movements of funds is just on-tain token spoofing. The analyst claimed that Etherscan transfer logs can be spoofed, and the recent movement of funds in the FTX hack saga is an example of that. And the ERC standard transfer and transfer from function can be modified to allow any arbitrary address to be the sender of tokens as long as this specified within the smart contract, resulting in a token being transferred from a different address than the one that initiated the transaction, these tokens can be sent to any address and then sent out of that address to any other address without the address owner having any control of those tokens. If you open the transaction and see sent from, it'll show a different address. Now, the hack was flagged right after FTX announced bankruptcy. At the time, out of the $663 million drained, about $477 million, which is literally almost a half a billion dollars, were suspected to be stolen, while the remainder is believed to be moved into secure storage by FTX themselves. Now, the wallet owner was found swapping $26 million worth of Tether USDT to die via one inch and approved PAX dollars, a Paxos-issued stablecoin for trade on the COW protocol. Then wallets also approved transfers and sales of other cryptos, including Chainlink, Compound, and staked Ether. And the fact that hackers managed to drain assets from FTX Global and FTX US at the same time, despite these two entities being completely independent, became a hot topic of discussion, raising mass speculations about it being an inside job. Well, go figure. Of course, it's an inside job. Certic's director of security operations, Hugh Brooks, told Cointelegraph that on-chain evidence points strongly towards that possibility, quoting him here, sticking to on-chain evidence unless there was a private key compromise of which there is no evidence of at current. Then we can't rule out that someone with access to the FTX exchange and FTX US wallets move the funds into black hat wallets. Now, Kraken's chief security officer, Nick, later tweeted that they were aware of the user's identity but did not share any more information publicly. Certic told Cointelegraph that Perico might be referring to the white hack involved in moving the funds to coal wallets. So where do you feel that half a billion dollars has likely went? Let me know your honest thoughts. Do you think that Bankman Freed had that backdoor, which he had actually shared on record before. I know that BitBoy has exposed. Do you think those funds went back to him? Do you think it went back to his handlers, the people above him? Do you think it went back to the Democratic Party? Let me know wherever you feel is happening right now with that half a billion dollars and where it's going. And do you think that the users have any chance at this point to recover their funds or you think they're done and lost? Uh, let me know. Obviously, not your keys, not your cheese. As I shared yesterday, there's a lot of controversy also going on right now with Crypto.com, which is another large exchange, which there's a lot of rumors of insolvency. So all I got to say is this, stress, caution, and do not keep your crypto on the exchanges. I say this a lot, not your keys, not your cheese. And this couldn't be any more real than at a time like this. So put your crypto on cold storage. It's good to see Trezor and Ledger sales are going through the roof right now because people are investing in hard wallets, which they probably should have done a very long time ago to say the least but with that being shared now let's discuss something that got crypto twitter pretty upset and it's the puff piece released by the new york times insane
Spain, making Bankman Freed more seem like a hero than a criminal, which is ironic to say the least. But nonetheless, let's break this down. When the world realized that fraud Sam Bankman Freed committed to building his FTX empire, fellow entrepreneurs, investors, and longtime believers unanimously acknowledged the damage caused to the credibility of the crypto ecosystem. On the other hand, mainstream media, the predominantly attacked crypto via negative speculations, has seemingly taken sides with SPF while paying no heed to the losses exceeding billions of dollars incurring by the general public. Obviously, they're protecting this guy while SBF refuses to interact with crypto Twitter, the same community he once called home, he featured in a New York Times article on November 14th trying to explain the sequence of events that led to the fall of the crypto exchange FTX. And surprisingly, the article's tone did not resonate with the community as many suspected a bias given Bankman-Fried's strong ties with U.S. Uh, politics. As rightfully pointed out by Bloomberg journalists, the puff piece on SBF fails to mention the various frauds and crimes committed by the entrepreneur. Instead, they chose to report an angle no one expected. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks. Word count on this puff piece on SBF. It included the words fraud, Enron, crime, illiquid, stolen, hidden, criminal, and backdoor literally zero times. Oh my God. Crypto entrepreneurs, including Polygon Studios CEO Ryan Wyatt, angel investor and billionaire Elon Musk openly criticized the New York Times for trying to change the narrative, pointing out the obvious. Wyatt explained to the New York Times author how Bankman Freed committed significant financial crimes, adding the following. It's just a disservice to all those impacted and it's disheartening to see all of this just skimmed over like he made a simple mistake. Now, he was also accusing the New York Times of covering up the crimes committed by Bankman Freed. Nothing SBF says can be trusted. Nothing the New York Times says can be trusted either. Facts preach. Now, the talk of the town Elon Musk cemented the above accusations by asking a simple question on his recently purchased social media platform, quoting Elon Musk, why the puff piece? And he tags the New York Times. And at a time when entrepreneurs are trying to remedy it, the destruction caused by the crypto ecosystem, the community keeps a close on the mainstream media's attempt to change the narrative. It is important to note that other mainstream media outlets, such as CNBC, the Financial Times, and Wall Street Journal, have accurately reported on the wrongdoing a bankman freed. Now, in a recent Ask Me Anything session conducted on November 14th, the Binance CEO CZ asked investors to take responsibility for their investment decisions instead of purely blaming bad actors like FTX, quoting CZ. As a user, you also have responsibility. You just can't blame all of the responsibility to other people. When bad things happen, if you blame all of the responsibility, it is always the other people. You will never be successful. And I think he makes a great point. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this story? And uh, what do you think is likely to happen next as the saga unfolds? Holla at your boy. With that being shared, now let's break down our next story of the day. Now that we've blown past that puff piece and discuss the one and only whistleblower, Edward Snowden, who is bullish on the King Crypto. And in fact, he says he has the itch to get back in at Bitcoin at $16,500. Let's break it down and shout out to Edward Snowden. Bitcoin returned to 16 five this morning, but the bulls tried and failed to break higher. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View showed Bitcoin ranging at 17000 on the day after a dismal weekly close. The largest crypto had failed to show convincing signs of recovery after losing more than 25% the week prior, thanks to the debacle around FTX. So F you, 
SBF. The debacle was ongoing at the time of writing, with revelations fanning out to include other firms with significant exposure to the defunct exchange. With little light at the end of the tunnel visible, the Bitcoin price action remained unsurprisingly weak, quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Benepop. Would assume we'd be at 10,000 actually after the terrible news we've received past weeks. And trader and analyst at Capital, meanwhile, warned of support resistance flips in the making thanks to the weekly close, Bitcoin's lowest in two years, quoting the analyst. These are monthly Bitcoin levels shown on the weekly time frame. He tweeted along with the following from this chart. We can see that Bitcoin has performed a new weekly close below the monthly level of 17,300. Initial signs of this level flipping into resistance this week. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. Now, other posts on the day warned the potential for additional downside wicking on Bitcoin while noting that historically prior bear markets were still worse in terms of the pair's descent from cycle highs. And an interesting counterpart came from Edward Snowden. In a tweet of his own, he signaled that he would be a Bitcoin buyer at the current levels, a sentiment he last publicly posted after the March 2020 Novid cross-market crash. Uh, quoting Snowden here, there's still a lot of trouble ahead, but for the first time in a while, I'm starting to feel the itch to scale back in. And he shows this chart. And again, he originally was bullish on Bitcoin in March of 2020 after the COVID crash, when Bitcoin crashed all the way to the 3000s. And now he is saying he is bullish once again. And he also says, when most people say this is not financial advice, they are lying. But this is actually not financial advice since I have zero financial education and no idea what I am doing. So there you have it. And stocks offer little respite the crypto bulls on the day with the S&P 500 and NASDAQ both down respectively and the US dollar index continued consolidation of its own while refusing to add the previous prior week's significant retracement popular trading account game of trades noted that the daily charts relative strength index better known as the RSI for the DXY has set a new record low for 2022 quoting him here SPX is showing strength and DXY is crashing a hopeful Blood Good, another well-known Twitter trader, wrote in part of a fresh update on the day, perfect situation to see some upside. So there you have it. Let me know if you are short-term bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. And now let's break down some Bitcoin price predictions, including the bottom as well as the high and uh, break this down as per Tone Vase, who was recently uh, interviewed and shared the crypto trader who correctly called Bitcoin's collapse in 2018 is unveiling what he thinks the king crypto's absolute bottom is likely to be. And uh, yeah, check this out. In a new strategy session, veteran trader Tone Bays tells his 123,000 YouTube subs he believes Bitcoin has very likely established a bear market bottom when it printed a fresh 2022 low of $15,500. So Vays thinks that the bottom is likely in, quoting him here. I still think we have a bottoming process that we are going through right now. And this is very likely to be the ultimate low, 15500 The reason it is very likely to be the ultimate low is that nobody thinks it is the ultimate low. Like 99% of the people are convinced we're going lower. And that's why I think we are not going to go lower because everyone is so sure we're going to $11,000 or something. And in addition to gauging overall market sentiment, Vase says that one of his favorite indicators is signaling a potential reversal for the King Crypto. The trader says that the Chaikin money flow, which is CMF indicator, tracks whether market participants are accumulating an asset is flashing a bullish divergence. Quoting Vase, here's one of the best charts that I've seen in a while. Even though we did not crash on a weekly scale, look at the amazing CMF divergence. So this is telling me that under the hood, things are actually bullish. I really like seeing CMF divergence. It's one of my favorite indicators to identify potential reversals. I love the fact that the CMF is almost green, even though the price is still in a complete and utter disaster. And he shares this chart. Let me know if you agree or disagree with 
Tone Bays. And to watch this video he did, check the show notes below the video in the description. And now let's discuss his bullish price prediction of Bitcoin exploding by 450%, which would take the Bitcoin price to around that 96 thousand dollar mark according to the former wall street uh analyst tone bay is the price of bitcoin can spike significantly next year in 2023 despite the prolonged bearish market condition affecting the crypto market recent speculation shows bitcoin can skyrocket next year send it let's freaking go the tragic fall of ftx the crypto exchange owned by bankman fried triggered the intensity of the bearish market condition for instance the world's number one crypto has hit two-year lows following the crash of ftx if ftx succeeds in soliciting funds the crypto rises might dampen. Now, Bayes predicted a long bull run for Bitcoin in 2023 while addressing his millions of YouTube subs. And from his perspective, if Bitcoin falls to a low of 11000 the digital asset can still reach a new all-time high of $100,000 in 2023. Six-figure Bitcoin, send it. He believes that his prediction will attract long-term hodlers to buy more Bitcoin. Quoting him here, we can have a capitulation down to 11000 and still hit 100000 next year because a lot of Bitcoin is about to go into cold storage because people can buy it on the cheap. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Tone Vase that the bottom is likely in for the King Crypto and that we can realistically go parabolic, uh, hitting almost $100,000 or in that ballpark in 2023, leading up to the Bitcoin halving in 2024. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below.